What's up, sons and daughters? This is Sam Jesse, and I'm here with Robert from the Locks of Saturday. Happy Thanksgiving to everybody. We are recording this Thanksgiving night. Robert, I'm going to hit you with it. Top three Thanksgiving dishes. Oh, man. Um, well, I'm going to have some recency bias here. My sister made these uh, stuffing balls. So it's stuffing okay. in ball form and uh, smothered in gravy. And they were unbelievable. Um, so that's got to be number one. Then okay. I would say mac and cheese. Mac and cheese okay. is classic. And hot take, I love some cranberry sauce. I really do. I'm a big cranberry sauce guy. If you pair it with the stuffing, especially, I think it's that perfect salty sweet combo. Love it. I'm going to go. I see. I don't really think of it as a dish, though. I just kind of put it on top of turkey and stuffing. I'm going to go stuffing, sweet potato casserole, and then... Gosh, it really depends on like what your family does, but I'm a big fan of like a good green bean casserole or a good broccoli casserole. Get some veggies in there. Uh, I just think that's, I mean, they're not really veggies. It, it's covered in cheese and whatever. Um, but yeah, just if you carb overload. That's all it stuffing, is. Yeah. mashed potatoes, sweet potatoes, turkey, get some cranberry sauce and gravy on there. You absolutely cannot go wrong. We hope everyone's having a happy Thanksgiving wherever you are and getting ready for and really, really exciting, intriguing rivalry week in college football. The Hokies and Hoos will not be playing, but there are rivalries all across the country. That's what Robert and I are going to talk about tonight. Just kind of just kind of shooting it, shooting the bull about some college football this weekend. You ready to get started? Oh, so ready. I mean, we've got the Egg Bowl on TV right now. Yep, who knows game at where these coaches who knows where these coaches will be next year? It's just a great time. Oh my gosh, it is. The Egg Bowl never, ever disappoints. Well, let's go over our standings as we head into Rivalry Week. Brett at 36-30-1, doing a really good job considering that we're picking the hardest games to pick all week. So good job there by Brett. Robert, you are in second place, 35-31-1. Pretty darn good yourself. I had a good week, but still a little under 500, 31-34-2. Chris, 30, 36, and one, and Ed at 29, 36, and two. So, Robert, we're not going to talk about just our five best bets, although we will cover those. We're just going to kind of cover the slate of college football. And to be honest, the slate does begin and end with the game in Columbus, Ohio. Michigan at Ohio State. Ohio State is seven and a half point favorites. Um Eight, depending on where you look, probably seven. Let's talk about numbers first. Would you take eight or would you try to tease that down to seven? Because eight always scares me. It does. Um, I think I would still feel comfortable with Ohio State in that number, though. Um, I, I know what Michigan did last year and how they pulled off, you know, the upset of all upsets, truly, and broke this tremendously long streak, but... I just don't see that Michigan team as quite the same as that one from last year. Um, and I think especially with the questions about Blake Corum's health, I know he's expected to play, but I just question whether he'll be able to go 100%. And especially with a guy that requires that much volume um, in that offense, I mean, they just force feed him the ball. Um, I could see Ohio State kind of jumping out early on this one. Um, and then Michigan is kind of put in an uncomfortable position, uh, making McCarthy make throws. And that's just not a good formula, especially on the road. 
So I actually do see Ohio State winning this one probably by double digits. Yeah, I feel like this is one where Ohio State could run away with it. However, statistically, this Michigan team is kind of better than the Michigan team that they had last year. If we look at the advanced stats, offensively, they're top 15 in EPA per rush. They're top 30 in EPA per pass. Defensively, number one in echo rate, number one in field position, number one in EPA per rush, number one in early downs EPA, three in points per echo ratio, and five in EPA per pass, um, as well as sixth on third and fourth down opposing percentage. So you're really looking at with Ohio State and Michigan, in terms of the advanced stats, two of the best three teams in the country I, I would argue that statistically Michigan has been a better team than Georgia this year I don't think they're they are a better team than Georgia but th- the numbers point to Michigan being really freaking dominant this year so that always scares me the fact that it is a rivalry kind of scares me looking at some prices here on the DraftKings Sportsbook you can take an early alternate line minus seven for Ohio State is at minus 125 not a big value drop if you wanted to go a little bit further to six and a half minus 135 I think if that's if this is part of a big play that you're doing all all week you're playing five 10 15 plays or whatever I think dropping it down a couple points is probably the right move here I would agree with that I think that makes a lot of sense especially especially if you were to throw that into a parlay um, cause you're really not shaving off much value at all just to have a little more security of, especially of a push. Um, if it's a seven point game and you're taking them minus seven Michigan plus two sixty five money line in the horse. I don't know, shirt. man. I don't know. <sighs> when was the last time they won in Columbus? I don't think it was this century, but I will double check that. I'm. I'm looking this up right now. I hope I got a Squarespace ad. That's not going to help me out. Let's see. The last Michigan win in Columbus. I'm scrolling. Looks like it's 2000. The year uh, yep, 2000. That looks right. 2000. Um, yep. We were in kindergarten. Preschool? <laughs> no, no, I yeah, I was in I was in preschool. 100%. Preschool. So yeah, Michael I Vick mean, was, Michael Vick was playing quarterback in Blacksburg. Yeah. Um. So that's that's what you're dealing with if you pick Michigan money line for this one. Um. Do they both get in the playoff? If it's close, yes. But if it's as lopsided as I do see, like if I think if Michigan loses by ten or more. I think it's hard to make an argument for them um, unless they have help. Um, I don't know. I just, I would struggle to, there's going to be some really interesting conversations, I think, between a one loss Michigan or a one loss Ohio State versus a one loss conference champion USC or Clemson. Like, it's really, really going to be kind of a spicy, spicy field here. Let's talk. But I would say no. Oh, okay. Yeah, it is going to be. You know what? I'd These things play themselves out, don't they? Right. They, do. Um, they do. Let's talk about some other big, the kind of the big obvious rivalry games. Of course, we can talk about the Iron Bowl. Auburn maybe feeling themselves with Cadillac Williams a little bit here. Alabama, not really anything to play for. We've seen even under Nick Saban, 
in these situations, Alabama doesn't really show up. Um, yep. You know, I think about the Sugar Bowl against Utah. They just got smoked off the field. Um, Absolutely. We've seen Iron Bowls like this in the past. Right. I think about the Bo Iron Bowl. The Bo Nix Iron Bowl uh, where Tua was out and Bama's season had essentially, you know, they weren't, they knew they weren't going to make the playoff. They played a really mediocre Auburn team and they lost. Um, yeah. You, like you said, 21 and a half. I had originally seen this at 22 and a half. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm still taking Auburn in that spread. I think this is a really close game. Um, honestly, like I, I will gladly, gladly put this on my card because I, I, I understand what the numbers may say just on these two teams in a vacuum. But I do think that with the stakes of Alabama having none and Auburn also fighting for bowl eligibility, you know, yep. mind you, that's, that's a huge, that's a huge feat, especially for Cadillac. I, I mean, consider last year how the Hokies were so much more motivated for their big rivalry game under JC Price. I think JC Price and Cadillac Williams are very similar as, you know, sort of the rah rah guys, alum who, I, I don't know if they really know how to coach, but they sure know how to get the guys fired up. And... I can get the fellas going. Exactly. And I think that this could be a pretty similar situation. Even in Tuscaloosa, I have no issue um, taking Auburn to cover that biggest spread. Let's talk about one of the nightcaps. Notre Dame at maybe the most impressive team we've seen so far out, outside of the big three, USC. The Trojans looked like an unstoppable force on offense against UCLA. Uh, this is going to be kind of a tight one. It is in LA. You're getting this one at about a five or, or a six point spread. Yeah, this is one I do go back and forth on because I do think that as impressive as USC has been, um, especially their offense, there are real questions with their defense. Um, and that's kind of been the criticism all year. And it's, uh, it's really proven itself. They, Frankly, they aren't good at tackling. And mm-hmm. Notre Dame, they're playing really well right now. And they are yeah. a really physical football team. Yep. Um, they run the ball really well. Huge, huge up front. Really I, good defensive line. Really, yeah, really good, good defensive line. Absolutely. I think I'm going to lean Notre Dame here to cover. I think okay. USC might squeak it out, but I think – I think it's a field goal either way. You know, what do you I, think? I think it could be a close game, but basically what I'm taking here is USC to win by a touchdown at home. And yeah. if I look at this USC team, we talked earlier in the season how they don't really they weren't really blowing teams out. Like it was always kind of a you know shootout old big 12 style game that they would end up winning by like 14 to 20, but the game is still like competitive. Most of the way I can see this game being the same way. Although I do not think Notre Dame has the firepower to score 30 plus. And I think they're going to have to score 30 plus, right? If you look at the over under for this game, it's at 64 and a half. So that means if the spread is five and a half, you're kind of predicting a high twenties to low thirties game more than that even so um i think if this gets into a track meet in los angeles usc playing for the playoff 
I, I like USC in this one. Um, I was, I, I'm going to be honest. I think Caleb Williams should win the Heisman. That dude is unreal. He is, he yeah. is, I don't want to set unrealistic expectations, but he's Patrick Mahomes when he's out there. Like that's the only yeah. quarterback that I can comp him to is Patrick. That is Mahomes. a really interesting comparison. Um, yeah. And I mean, he plays with such like reckless abandon like Mahomes does too. It's really, really interesting. And, you know, and, and he's got some dudes to throw it to. Oh my gosh. I think oh, Jordan Addison goodness. coming back has been uh, monumental for Caleb. Um, I would love to see him win the Heisman. I really would. Mm-hmm. Um, I think this week will be really the next two weeks will be pretty crucial because I think at this stage, you could say it's probably a two horse race between him and CJ Stroud. But anyway, that aside, I'm going to lead Notre Dame, but I don't love it. I'll go 31, 28 USC wins. Definitely one of the games to watch this season, maybe in terms oh, yeah. of the playoff. I think it's this and Ohio state, Michigan are the two games to look at. And, and Notre Dame is playing for a New Year's Six Bowl. If they win this, they could they could find themselves in the Fiesta Bowl or something. Who knows? All right. Let's talk maybe a little bit closer to home. Uh, this, this will go out on Thanksgiving night, Thursday night. On Friday evening is NC State UNC. Any hope for the Wolfpack in this one? I'm going to say no. Do we... <laughs> Do we have an injury update on MJ Morris? Because that's really what it's all about here. I, um, the fact that he's been out, their offense turned into, you know, yeah. uh, a high school team again. It really wasn't even good with him, if we're being totally honest. Um, yeah. To be honest, it wasn't that good with Devin Leary. Right. I, I but mean, it was at least, like, competitive. I don't yeah, know. Yeah, that's true. They had Jack Chambers out there, and then they had uh, Ryan Finley's little brother, who – apparently just awful uh, yeah yeah um so i don't see anything so in my you know, quick google search so i in that case i'm gonna go against the uncertainty and i'm gonna take carolina yeah i i think carolina is the safe play here i think north carolina states can be playing with a whole lot of emotion but sometimes yeah. teams that come in with too much emotion tend to get kind of play themselves out of games um, to be honest, like we've seen that with Virginia Tech a lot of times where they get so amped up to start games, then they kind of fall apart as the game goes along. Uh, I, I think that's going to be kind of the case in this one. For the most part, I think a stay away game, but I know it's a game that a lot of our listeners will be watching uh, intently. Um, well, and I think UNC... did rivalry too. Yes, absolutely. But I think UNC also does have a, a good bit to play for Um in the sense that they're also kind of fighting for a New Year's Six, New Year's Six bid, mm-hmm. either as a second ACC team or on the off chance Clemson does make the playoff, you know, UNC could slide into that ACC automatic bid. Um, but if they lose this game, then I think Florida State would slide into that. So, you know, a lot to play for here. And well, I think Carolina gets it done. Let's talk about the Seminoles and the Gators. Uh Florida State, I expected them to have a sleepy game last week. They did not. It seems like the old Florida State from like the end of the Jimbo era and on, it seems like that might be gone because it seems like the Seminoles are showing up every single week. They're rolling right now. They really are. But I will say, 
I, I mean, I think every statistic would point you towards Florida State to cover this spread, even if it is 10 points. Mm-hmm. But I, I remember the last time I took Florida to cover, I, I think it was when they played Georgia a few weeks back, and I read off a stat, and I don't have it in front of me, but suffice it to say, when Billy Napier is an underdog, Billy Napier covers. Yep. That's just what happens. Uh, I think he's covered every underdog spread he's had in the last like two and a half years. So I don't know. I might kind of roll with that trend and think that Florida sneaks in a backdoor cover here, even in Tallahassee. Yeah, I I think this could be a really, really fun game. Uh, Florida's had some disappointing weeks, but they've also had weeks where they played up to their competition. We saw them do that um, in the Utah game early in this season. Uh, is this game? Let me let me check where this game is taking place. Is it in Tallahassee? It is in Tallahassee. Yes, that's going to be a big deal for this game. Uh-huh. Um, yeah, I like the over yeah. in that game. I like the over. Uh, I, oh I, yeah, hammer I that over, please. Yeah, I, I I think this is a game where you could see seventy plus points pretty easily. Yeah, no, fifty eight points. That's a joke. Hammer that. Yeah, I I actually I love that. I love that uh, over. Absolutely. Yeah, I'm writing it on the note right now. Yes. Yep. Over 50, whatever. It doesn't matter. That's a 70 point game. Some other <laughs> ones from around the country. One that I wanted to point out, it's not a huge rivalry game per se. I think it is a rivalry, but not a classic one. Utah minus 30 against Colorado. It literally doesn't matter. Take anyone against Colorado. I'm telling you, they've lost by 30 plus <laughs> points almost every single week. Uh, Washington covered 30 and a half with a lot of their backups in the second half. Um, I, I really think that's a sicko spread. It is third, but it's, it's, it's the (laughs) correct spread though. Yeah. Like Colorado's losing these games by four plus touchdowns. Every, I mean, they're truly the worst team in the power five. It's I, I, I watched most of that game. That might be one of the worst power five teams I've ever seen. Uh, yeah. I think they are truly, truly, they're a bad group of five team. If they were in the Mountain West, I don't think they finished top five. Top they six. probably don't even make a bowl in the Mountain West. No, no. Um, just from a physicality standpoint and from a basic throw ball, catch ball, run with ball, tackle, they can't do it. Like they, they can't do basic football. It's they can't quite, play football. Yeah. It's quite shocking, actually. There is an article that just came out today in the Athletic about how Colorado went from NFL factory to bottom of college football. Um, excited! I haven't read it yet, but I'm excited to read it because it is a great story. So uh, Utah minus thirty uh, just feels like a just take it. I know it sounds stupid, but just take it. <laughs> no, I like that. You know, I'm going to go with another one that is, you know, maybe your atypical rivalry week game. Um, and I'm going to look at, where is it? It's uh, another Friday game. It's Arkansas and Missouri. Mm-hmm. Um, Arkansas is only a four-point favorite. I know it's in Columbia, um, but I, I'm i pretty low on Missouri still. And Arkansas looked fantastic last week. They absolutely blew the doors off of Ole Miss because they finally had K.J. Jefferson back. And when K.J. Jefferson is running that offense, it is night and day. It's a, it's honestly, it reminds me of NC State and how without that quarterback, their offense looks abysmal. But you put that quarterback in there, 
Although I suppose the product of Arkansas's offense with a good quarterback is better than what NC State's is. But that's true. All that's to say, I think Arkansas goes on the road and wins this game by two touchdowns at least. Yeah, I, I, I like that one too. I, I think this Arkansas team is one where, again, like so many teams we've seen in college football this year, they're so wishy-washy with their performance. Um, no reason Arkansas should lose at home to the Liberty team that we saw last week. No reason at all, but they did. Um, that Arkansas team with their backup quarterback also held it within a field goal against LSU. Yeah, so who defense. knows? Yeah, who yeah. knows? Um, yeah, these, these games are always – the rivalry games are kind of tough. A, a really fun rivalry game. Um, we'll go back to the Pac-12. Two really heated rivalries. The Apple Cup between Washington and Washington State. This line is oh, at Washington yeah. State plus two at home. I think this is a really tough line, mm. but – I look at Washington, number four in EPA per pass, nation's leading passer in Michael Penix Jr. versus a Washington State defense that's number 72 in EPA per pass this year and hasn't been great offensively. Yeah. I'm going to, I like Washington to win that one by a field goal at least. Um, yeah. I was going to bring that one up too. I just it think might Washington be, is top to, they're top to bottom better. It might be close, but I think if this game gets close, Washington's ability to move the ball through the air is going to get yeah. them out of some sticky situations. Like I could see Washington converting a bunch of third and longs in this game. Mm. Yeah. And then the other heated, heated rivalry, which has one of the greatest sideline stories of all time that I'll get into in a sec, the battle for the pond, formerly known as the Civil War between Oregon and Oregon State. Battle for the pond. I love it. The beavers and the ducks. Really, really heated rivalry. Um, Oregon, it feels like. Well, let's. I'll cover the Pac 12. Um, let me find the Pac 12 who wins if what happens. But Oh, God. Yeah, that's absurd. It's, it's a pretty good one. Uh, I, I sent in a couple Twitter threads, but Oregon, really good. Like, yeah. I feel bad for them almost. I feel like they should be in the playoff conversation. And they just lost to Georgia by so much that they're not. And then right. that Washington I mean, loss if, was almost inexplicable at the end. Right. I mean, if, you, if you're if you Oregon, you look back on your season and you say, man, how different would things have been if we scheduled, I don't know, Fresno State week one instead of Georgia? You know what I mean? And because at that point you're one loss and and you um, are very much in the playoff conversation, but instead you you started with one hand tied behind your back with a blowout against Georgia and and you had to be perfect and they weren't and so yeah Oregon's a good team better than the record would indicate I suppose but I will say Oregon State nine and two against the spread this year they cover yeah. a lot just and especially. Extended- just extended their coverage as well. I'm trying to find it. We're we're not we're bouncing all it around. Is this episode, it so. is in Corvallis. Yeah, yeah. It's uh, Oregon by a field goal in Corvallis. That's a tight one. Yeah, I really I guess the do like this Oregon State team. The spread is so small there that, like, if you're picking Oregon State to cover, you're probably expecting them to win too. Yeah, and I just don't know if I can predict that. And Oregon's playing for a lot in this game. So let's go to, yeah. I, I pulled it up here. So USC has clinched their spot. 
However, they haven't clinched the number one spot, which would be the home team. Oregon clinches their spot in the Pac-12 title game with a win over Oregon State. Oregon would also get in if Washington State beats Washington. So a couple chances for Oregon there, but they win, they're in. Now, for Washington, who beat Oregon, in order for Washington to get to the Pac-12 title game, they would need to win and have Oregon State beat Oregon and have either Cal beat UCLA or both UCLA beat Cal and Colorado beat Utah. So I don't know. For Washington, beating Washington State, Oregon State winning at home, and Cal beating UCLA, a UCLA UCLA team that just lost a heartbreaker, crazier things have happened in college football. So, yeah, just saying. Yeah. Although I, I mean, do think if uh, you have a Pac 12 championship spot on the line, like you have to play motivated. And that'll be the case for Oregon and Washington, I think. Would you like to hear how Utah could get into the Pac 12 title game? No, but I'm sure you'd love to tell me about it. So go ahead. <laughs> um, basically, they need to. They need to beat Colorado. Washington needs to beat Washington State. Oregon needs to beat Oregon. UCLA needs to beat Cal, which would create a three-way tie between Oregon, Washington, and Utah. Utah would then need to have the highest combined win percentage in conference games of conference opponents, which is the step four tiebreaker. Wow. So UCLA I almost is, for that, actually. UCLA goes from potential playoff to out of this by that USC loss. Wow. Yep. So it it really does like show how fun conferences can be without the stupid divisions and like yes. what college football is set up for because the Big Absolutely. 12's kind of been like that, but they haven't had this kind of chaos like we're seeing in the Pac-12 this year. And this has been going on for a month. Yeah. And the ACC will have the same chaos starting next year, I'm sure. Yeah, but like every team has three wins less. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's the tiebreaker between like four, eight, and four teams, not like four, 10, and two teams. A line that I thought was really interesting while I'm looking at it is Wake Forest minus three and a half at Duke. Who would have thought that would have been the line to start this year? Yeah. Sam Hartman's oh, it's so hard. penultimate game as a Demon Deacon. I mean, he's got another year of eligibility, so who knows? He but... should not come back to college. No, uh, I think he'll go pro, but yeah, I don't know. I know he's going for, Oh, this would be a good stab. Let me look this up. Uh, what he needs to become the ACC's all time leading. I think it's the touchdowns that he's trying to, he's trying to break the ACC record for most touchdowns in a career. It's Todd Boyd's oh. record. Even one. Yeah. Look that up while I, um, while I tell the people that I'm going to torture myself and pick Minnesota plus three and a half at Wisconsin. Because I need Minnesota to win one more to cover their preseason win total spread. Okay, here it is. Sam Hartman. He is three touchdowns away from tying Taj Boyd for most touchdowns in ACC history. So he needs four to beat it. Does the bowl game count? Yes. Okay. But... You could leave no doubt and just do it against your rival. Yeah. Yeah, you definitely could. I think I'll go Wake. I'll take Wake to cover that. 
You'll take Wake in that one. That's that's. I, I think I, I would take Wake too. Yeah. Here's a. This one is so dirty and gross, and I hate it. But if we're <laughs> going to talk playoff, we have to talk about it. TCU is ten point favorites at home to Iowa State. Ten points. That's all. That's Iowa, I, Iowa State's so bad. Iowa State's really bad. Their defense is really good, though, and maybe that's the the kicker here is. <laughs> Is, is it if, is it, if the if score it was is really, like they'd probably be winning more games if it's like 10 3 <laughs> they cover <laughs> so the over under for this game is 47 and a half yeah yeah that's expecting too many points out of iowa state i think yeah i i mean I, yeah let me look up what tcu has has done this year but i don't know of many games that have even come close to under 50 for, for TCU this year. Right. They, um, I'm scrolling, I'm scrolling, scrolling. So yeah, they, they won 17, 10 at Texas. Uh, that's their only game to go under 50 this year. Every other one has blown out 50 by a mile by at least a possession or two. And Iowa state's the type of offense. Like you can look at TCU and be like, Oh, their defense sucks. Like, Maybe Iowa State can score some points. But Iowa State is that like Virginia Tech type of offense where they make bad defenses look good. Bad defenses don't make them look good. You know what I mean? They're not matchup dependent. They are what they are. Yep. Right. Yeah. I um yeah, I don't I don't see this Iowa State team doing doing much of anything. Um, they have a, a nice win against West Virginia because everybody can score 30 plus against West Virginia, except for Virginia tech. <laughs> but um, since then they've lost 20 to 14 to Oklahoma state and they lost 14 to 10 against Texas tech. This team that I just don't think can score points. Yeah. So uh, TCU just simply might outscore them in this one. So I, I like the 10 points there for TCU. You know, one I really like, uh, I'm going to go SEC here. I'm going to go Vandy. Vandy is a 13 and a half point, 13 and a half point dog at home to the Hendon hookerless Tennessee volunteers. Yeah. And with both really nothing to play for. And Vandy has everything to play for. Clark Lee is a phenomenal coach. He's got, that team fired up. They had a rough patch in the middle of the season, but their quarterback is healthy. They looked really good last week. They beat, who was it, Florida they beat last week? Beat Florida. Have beaten Florida yeah. and Kentucky outright in the past two weeks. That's right. They're on fire right now. Um, I Man, that 410 money line is really spicy. It is, that um, is spicy. I don't think you can really consider a home field advantage for them much, just because I do think that stadium will be filled with orange regardless. But I would hammer that spread for sure. 13 and yeah, a half. Yeah, I, I liked the over in last week's Vanderbilt-Florida game because I thought Vanderbilt could score. Um, missed, by, missed by a point, whatever. Um, <laughs> that's just kind of how my season's going. But I, love, I like what they're doing offensively. I know Clark League's a defensive guy, but what yeah. they're doing offensively has been pretty impressive and uh, consistent all year. So yeah, I don't I don't hate that at all. Any other ones that you're seeing before we get into kind of our, our last talking point here? Um, Louisville, Kentucky is an interesting one. Louisville's a two and a half point dog. I think 
Yeah. Scott Satterfield has gone from they're going to fire him midseason to they should extend him. They're ranked really in the top quickly. 25. Yeah. <laughs> Somehow. I, they're not a top 25 team, but here they are. Um, yeah. I actually like Louisville. I can't believe I'm saying this because I've been the biggest Satterfield hater of all time, but I actually really like Louisville to cover and win that one outright. Um, as long as Cunningham plays. Um, Malik Cunningham, I last I saw they were optimistic, so I'll lean towards saying he's going to play. But Kentucky is not good. Will Levis is so overrated, and I am so excited to watch some poor GM, probably from the Jets or the Raiders, draft this guy with their first-round pick and regret it within a year and a half and get fired. So, uh, yeah. Yeah, it looks like Malik Cunningham is day-to-day as of now. Um, Scott Satterfield on the 22nd said he is optimistic that Malik Cunningham will play against um, play against Kentucky. So it was a close call with the NC State game, so that gives you a little bit of hope for all right, if it's a close call seven days later, he should be good to go. Um, yeah, I would in, well based we'll on that information, I would lean towards the likelihood that he does play, but you know, you never know for sure. Yeah, so maybe that's another thing like we don't use the term gambling a lot, but maybe that is something that you're <laughs> you're gambling on, right? Is like Will Malik yeah. Cunningham play and if malik cunningham plays this game and you can get plus money line on louisville i know it's at kentucky you can get plus money line on louisville in a rivalry game that they're playing much much better yeah they're the better football team at this moment yeah they're 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 a darn good football team right now um yeah the defense creates a lot of turnovers their Mm -hmm. defense creates a lot of turnovers and will levis turns the ball over so turns it over a lot yeah uh Penn State minus 19 at home against Michigan State. I don't think there's a major program in the country that has had a bigger drop-off from last year to this year than Michigan State. And Penn State is rolling. Yeah, Michigan State's in a really bad way, you know, especially with the legal news regarding the uh, locker room brawl between Mm -hmm. their players and Michigan's players. So they'll have seven players charged in that and, you know, a lot of criticism circling around Mel Tucker. I don't like those Michigan State vibes right now. I would fade them at all costs. All right, Robert. Well, I know we're talking college football, but it's been a lot of NFL action today. The Patriots and Vikings are playing as we speak. And the DraftKings Sportsbook, the official sports betting partner of the NFL, is our go-to this holiday season as we're watching NFL, as we're watching NBA, so we're watching college basketball, college football. DraftKings is where we are heading. And right now, new customers can bet just $5 on any NFL team to win their game and get $150 in free bets if they do. Check this out. Right now, everyone can earn up to 100% boost with the DraftKings stepped-up same-game parlays. Go to the DraftKings Sportsbook app, place a same-game parlay, and combine multiple bets like which team will win, player props, point totals, and more. The more legs, the bigger the boost. Uh, I did a couple today. Felt really good. Uh, Tony Pollard and Saquon, uh, excuse me, Ezekiel Elliott and Saquon both to score. That was a winner. Pretty wow. easy. Yeah, starting yeah, running backs I, to get in the end zone. I did one today. Uh, it was a little little less intensive, and I'm upset with myself. I took Giants money line, and I parlayed that with the over. 
Mm. The over hit. The Giants did not win. But had I taken the Giants in that heroic backdoor cover, I could have hit that parlay. It seems like the Giants should give the ball to Saquon Barkley more. As yeah. And more, I mean every single play. I would yeah, simply direct snap the ball to him. Right. They have no receivers. So they have no why, one else. Why pass the ball? Yep. Yeah. So download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use code SOS. Place a $5 bet on any NFL team to win their game and get $150 in free bets if they do. Only a DraftKings Sportsbook with code SOS. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See the show notes for details. Took your spot there, Robert, a little bit, but that's how the flow went. Yeah, you just kind of took over there. Great well, job. you know, why don't you take over here? Give me <laughs> give me your number one bet for the week. Your number one locked in. It could be something we've talked about, but what's your number yeah. one locked and loaded? You're going to buy nicer Christmas gifts for people if this one hits. Uh, that would be that Vanderbilt line I was just talking about. Wow. Yeah. Vanderbilt. I, I'm telling you. You're betting your wife's Christmas so gift well. on Vanderbilt. <laughs> Dude, did you watch Joe Milton last week? No, I didn't he, actually. <laughs> I, I didn't mean, watch Vanderbilt last week. No, no, Joe Milton, the oh, Tennessee's quarterback. Oh, yeah, yeah. I he was he was overthrowing guys by ten yards. And granted, I know that's a really really difficult situation to walk into. But look, Bazooka Joe, he's got the arm. He does not have the touch, not yet at least. Um, yeah, Vanderbilt, hammer hammer that thirteen and a half. You know, one that I really like, and um, it's kind of scary, but at noon on Saturday, South Carolina travels to Clemson, and South Carolina is 14.5-point dogs. 14.5 is a big number for a rivalry game, especially when Huge. the underdog just beat the ever-living tar out of a top-10 team. Yeah. Um, I, I do think at Clemson is at Clemson just doesn't lose at home. They they do not do it. Um, probably the best thing that Dabo has done at Clemson is take care of home field advantage in these key games. They have won forty in a row. But fourteen 40. and a half is a big number. Yeah. I mean, even if this game really isn't close, they can still cover fourteen and a half. This isn't my best bet, but this is one I was looking at. Like, ooh, that's a lot of points. Yeah. Now, I I do like South Carolina in mm-hmm. that spread. Um, I don't love it, but I will. One of my picks that I'm going to make here is I'm actually going to take the under in this game. Okay. 52. I think this line is a bit of an overreaction to the fact that these two teams combined for over 100 points last week. Um, I think that those were two situations where I, I there is no explanation for the offense that South Carolina put out there last None. week. None. They're about to fire There's, their offensive coordinator. Yeah, there were like, like statistically speaking, the offense that they put together, sixty-three points. Spencer Rattler making ungodly throws that had like a five percent chance of happening at best. Um, that was insane. I don't know how replicable that is, especially against a much better Clemson defense. Mm-hmm. Um, not quite as stout as they normally are, and then Clemson's offense is still shaky. Um, and South Carolina is not bad on the defensive end. So I think it's a bit of an overreaction. I think 24-20 Clemson is a good score here. Um, something in that vein. I think this stays in the 40s. That 
That sounds pretty good. Uh, my my winner, I think, is is the TCU game. I, I just don't see a world where, I mean, you would need Iowa State to score twenty one plus. I don't think they do that. Um, at TCU, TCU playing for a playoff spot. I I, I just think everyone's doubted TCU all year, and we need to stop doing it, and we need to roll roll with the hypno frogs. Yep, until the Kansas State revenge game next week. Of until course. Deuce Vaughn and the Kansas State revenge game. That's going to be a fun and one. Will Howard, baby. And let me and let me segue to my next pick because oh. guess what? I'm taking Kansas State again, minus 11. My, or sorry, minus 11 and a half at home versus Kansas. Kansas has lost five in a row. I, I They're a great team. They w- or they're in the right direction. They just signed Leopold to a an extension but Kansas signed Leopold to an extension air quotes um, yeah <laughs> got a bigger buyout for when he leaves is what that sounds uh-huh. like to me but yep yep I mean he's there, he's gonna yeah. coach this game yeah Kansas State is a far and away better team right now I mean what I've said it a million times what Will Howard does for the offense is um is exponential uh and it it, it makes you wonder how far this Kansas State team could have gone had they gone with him from the beginning. But it, it is in Manhattan as well. The yes. Little Apple. In the Manhattan. Little Apple is going to be rocking. At night, 7 p.m. local time kickoff. Uh, I'm going to add it to my card. I love it. K-State minus 11 and a half. Uh, setting up a really fun conference championship game and a conference championship games that we'll talk about next week. Anything else, Robert, before we sign off on this Thanksgiving night? I think the only one I like, last one, uh, is Oklahoma minus two at Texas Tech. I think Oklahoma's just playing way better football than Texas Tech is right now. Um, Dylan Gabriel being back has, you know, revitalized to a degree the offense at Oklahoma. I think that uh, what they're doing recently has kind of been underrated a little bit because you still kind of look around and you're like, this is Oklahoma, they should be in the playoff race and they have five losses. I get mm-hmm. it. But they're playing better football right now and they're playing better football than Texas Tech who has been cycling through like three different quarterbacks. So mm-hmm. yeah, fade Texas Tech, hammer Oklahoma, two points, not a lot. I like it. I like it. That'll do it for us tonight. A little shorter podcast this week, but we'll have the full crew back for championship week next week. Robert, sign us off, man. Go Hokies. Isabella, I'm thinking it through Everything I gotta do Burdens on the blurry lines That they drew